and, and, and this is like totally open and going to a very vulnerable place here is that, can I really make a difference? What I went through, uh, you know, my story after 9-11, didn't know I had post-traumatic stress, found out eventually I had post-traumatic stress, suicide attempt. I mean, going, going to the depths of, you know, hell's doorstep, uh, not pulling that trigger and having to learn an entire new system of how does Sam do life now? This is episode five with veteran secret service agent, Samantha Horwitz. Welcome to Take Command with Paul Gowan. I am a Mustang Marine turned international leadership consultant. Each time we come together, I bring you inspiring people and messages to help you take command of your relationships, your time, and your finances so that you are free to lead the life you want. More than taking action, greater than empowerment, take command of your life. Starting in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Jack Canfield says when your dreams include service to others, that accomplishing something that contributes to others, it also accelerates the accomplishment of that goal. People want to be part of something that contributes and makes a difference. And I think about Sam's service as part of the the secret service and my service in the military and how you move beyond service and active duty to be in service for yourself, in service for your relationships, in service for your business. And in fact, this episode is all about how to enter service after you've left the service. And Samantha is an absolute uh, authority on the subject. She's absolutely amazing. Sam is a 9-11 first responder, former United States Secret Service agent, speaker, and author. She has a Bachelor of Science in Criminology and Criminal Justice, her JD from the Howard University School of Law, and experience as a law enforcement officer. And with those degrees, she has become an expert in handling stress and managing post-traumatic stress. She has spoken nationally to law enforcement, veteran, business, and faith-based communities on how to recognize and combat the effects of post-traumatic stress how to minimize the damage stress can cause in the workplace, and how to support those who have PTS. Sam's been featured in People Magazine on ABC, CBS, Blaze TV with Glenn Beck, and other local and national media. She is the author of The Silent Fall, a secret service agent's story of tragedy and triumph after 9-11. She has many awards, some of them as uh, the recipient of the United States Secret Service Director's Citation for Valor, for her service on 9-11. She's also been honored with the Texas state flag from the Texas House of Representatives in recognition of her service as a United States Secret Service agent and a proclamation from this Texas Senate honoring her continued service to the citizens of the great state of Texas. In this Tech Command conversation, Sam talks about how to change your training, what inspired her to enter the Secret Service, and how to move through anxiety and depression. And I asked her what to do when that imposter voice is screaming. I asked her about her experience as one of the few women in the Secret Service and how to redefine titles that others use to describe you. And you'll learn the surprising way she incorporates her past training to be in service to others today. I know you are going to love this episode. If you're a veteran or related to one, whether that's a a veteran, a military veteran or a first responder veteran, Uh, Or if you're that person who's related to one, then this episode is for you. 
And if you know someone in your life who has struggles in their life after being in uniform and now they're out, then please send them this conversation. You can be a champion. Pay it forward to someone when you send them this episode and say, hey, check this out. It's a free interview on the Take Command podcast. The link is paulgowan.com slash 005 or share with them the the episode on the app that you're listening with. Uh, Hold them accountable, have some talking points, help them, send them a couple of tips that you have from this conversation. And you know, whether it's a family member, a friend, a parent, a child, someone in your life that you want to support, that you want to hold more accountable in defining and achieving their purpose of service, This can be a powerful one for them. Just send them the link over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or paulgowan.com slash 005. And I love for you guys to connect and be part of the community at the Take Command podcast because that's how we can really help each other's lives. That's what this is all about. So let's go ahead and jump into today's conversation. Welcome back to to Take Command Conversations, everyone. I am so excited. I've got my good friend, Sam Horwitz, here with us today. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Paul. It's awesome to be with you and with everybody today. As I was getting ready for this conversation today, I was was thinking about, uh, we met at a Brenna Burchard conference a few years ago. A bunch of years ago now. (laughs) Was that 2016? I think it's coming up on like five years. I was thinking about that and and everything that we did there and talked in our conversation. I was like, dang, this is like ancient history already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the first High Performance Academy I went to. That So September of 2016, we met. You were undergoing significant transition in your life and I was too. Uh, that's That's something we have in common. Uh, I was thinking about what else we have in common. We're both entrepreneurs. We both have our own businesses. Uh, we're both working with post-traumatic stress yeah. and having the courage to create a conversation around that. Uh, we both were involved in bodyguard work. Uh, oh, sure. yeah. Me for the Marine Corps and you for the Secret Service. <laughs> yep. It's not, it's not a big uh, separation. I mean, uh, both, both, camps, if you will, we learn from each other. Yeah. Well, and, and I loved that because speaking with you at that event, I don't know if I've ever told you about this. I was having panic attacks multiple times a day at the event because I'm seated in the front row. There's 2000 people behind me. I'm intentionally not activating the training that I had as a, a bodyguard, not scanning the exits, not scanning the room, sitting with my back to all of the, the threats. Uh, and when I was able to connect with you, I knew I had an ally in the room. Despite like the different uniforms, you got to wear plain clothes all the time. I got to wear a tree suit for 15 years. <laughs> Have you had a situation like that where you're challenged to change that level of training where you had that hypervigilance, see all, hear all, smell all, be all, And now you have a different way that you serve because you focus and you, it's like you're ignoring part of that training. Have have you had a situation like that? 
Yeah, well, as you know, we all, when things get crazy, I'll call it stress, we all sink back and rely on whatever level of training that we've had. For most people, uh, it's not a lot for you and I. We've received training at an extremely high level, and turning off the hypervigilance was always, and sometimes still can be, extremely challenging. Uh, you explained so eloquently how, how we met and I felt the same way because I was in uh, just a few rows behind you and it, that was my first really big event. I had a friend with me who knew everything about, you know, my post-traumatic stress journey Yeah, and uh, having a group of people behind me uh, was a little disconcerting. The way that I kind of tapped into it is I always practice, and I learned this through my therapy protocol, was safe place. I knew that if I had this particular friend with me, not only was I in a safe place, but I did exactly what you talked about. I scanned the exits. I knew where the bathrooms were. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a script that in training, it plays over and over in your head. And at first, when you're training it, it's a distraction because you feel like you're thinking about 85 million things at one time as you get well-versed and you're, you're in the thick of it, if you will. And, uh, you know, 9-11 was where I really got to put all that training into play. Uh, you're able to um, sequester or carve out what you need to pay attention to so that you can focus on, in our case, you know, the front, or, the front of the room, what Brendan was talking about. When we met at lunch, I can be, you know, could be one-on-one -on -one, yeah. uh, with you right there. And I have to say that our conversation uh, that we had there at the VIP, the, the lunch table, uh, really impacted folks that were sitting around us that happened to be not purposely overhearing, but overhearing yeah. uh, our conversation. And uh, it, it really made them ask some significant questions for their own lives. So I, I thank you as well for that. Absolutely. Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. And, and you're touching on something that I've, I've, as I've rebranded, mm -hmm. I, I talk about, uh, this angry gunny as we're getting ready to go to Afghanistan comes in. Cause I, I knew how to make some coffee being prior enlisted by officer peers who were prior enlisted, uh, would make kind of coffee flavored water. Uh, but I made some good coffee. So the gunny came in, he's like, sir, it's bullshit. And I'm like, what? The Marines rise to the occasion. And I'm like, what? And he goes, we fall back on our training. Yeah. And that's why we train so hard. And so I love that you're bringing up some of those same principles from your unique perspective in training. Uh, you're now involved in your own business of training people for concealed marksmanship. Tell me a little bit about that and how you got into it and how things are going. Some of the challenges that you're facing with all of that. Yeah, that was a that was a really big transition. Uh, being here in Texas, uh, completely blessed, uh, especially right now with what's going on uh, throughout the world, that the firearms community we are a very tight knit community, and the politicians here know it. And what I was able to do uh, after moving to Texas from Maryland was. I kind of, you know, as any new homeowner would and, oh, let's furnish the house and we got to do this and really got distracted. And when I sat down and it came time to say, okay, what are we doing now? What could I grab from my law enforcement career that was fun? 
not all the all the tactical stuff because right. I, I'm not a tactical trainer. I went through all that tactical training taught by some incredible people that I still uh, keep in touch with to this day. And I said, oh, well, the state of Texas has this thing called, at that time it was called concealed handgun license. It's now called license to carry. And I was like, that's it. You know, I was in, it was a hobby. Why not turn my hobby into a really fun business? I started doing in-person classes, turn that into online an online platform. So now you're not having to go sit in a range for six, seven, eight hours. You're able to do that classroom portion in the comfort of your own home in your pajamas on your couch across platforms. Uh, and it really gives people a sense of empowerment. Like they truly have control over the class, rather you sitting as a student watching an instructor at the front of the class yeah. uh, gives you total control. And then I have a wonderful network of firearms instructors and they do the shooting proficiency afterwards. We're one of the states uh, that you still have to display marksmanship. We call it proficiency. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a wild, fun ride for, for a while now. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I, I love marksmanship. I, I have a couple of trophy medals from shooting competitions in the Marine Corps, but people think that I'm like this firearms expert because I was a Marine. I was like, nope, uh, I can shoot anything likely better than you. I don't know all the ballistics and all the calibers and all of the, the, the models and all the different grips and all that it, are you, like, it's like kind of a lot of like extra noise. Are, are you finding that too, as you've moved it? Cause you had a service issued side armor. Did you get to choose your own when you're secret service? Three. <laughs> so oh, okay. we are, uh, we are cross-trained. Uh, we have our sidearm, the first firearm put in my hands to train with is a SIG P229, which is a 357 round. Uh, and we, it was a compact. So as you can imagine, uh, for people that don't know, the smaller the gun, the higher the caliber, meaning the bullet, the bigger the bang. So this is my first gun. Then uh, we have the Remington 870 shotgun, which is, uh, there's uh, different models used now. And then the MP5 submachine gun. MP5. Yes. To this day, wonderful, wonderful uh, firearm. So being cross-trained and doing the uh, type of work that I did, especially the uh, protection side, yeah, you have to shoot and shoot well. Uh, We quarterly uh, recalls. and so. I kind of shy away still to this day from any sort of competition because there's an expectation that the people are putting on me, oh, well, Sam's going to be a perfect shot. You know, she's trained secret service agent. Right. And so they're expecting you know, the bullseye to be gone. And where I come at it is I, this is stress relief for me. I just want to go out and have fun. Yeah. So I tend to uh, separate out those two worlds. I don't compete in any um, firearms competitions. Yeah. And I tell people up front, if you've got a specific question about a specific firearm, I may not be able to answer it. Go find the dude I, at the like gun shop. Like you. <laughs> I do, right. I'm going to refer you to one of my friends who's an FFL, who, who sells guns, and yeah. he's going to be able to take care of you way better than me. Yeah. As you were, as you were moving into Secret Service, and then you were assigned some of the details to guard uh, the top of our country. As I was trained to be observing 
who was on those uh, security details. I don't see a lot of women still today. Mm-hmm. Did you have a lot of female colleagues coming up through the ranks? What was that journey like for you? I was the only female in my graduating class uh, out of uh, Beltsville, which is where the Secret Service Training Academy is, Beltsville, Maryland. Uh, I went through FLETC, the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center down in Georgia with two others, but again, it was a split class, so I was the only one uh, on my side of the room, so to speak. And uh, when I got to New York, after all the training, I was assigned to the Electronic Crimes Task Force, and it was me and one other uh, female. And then maybe about uh, six months later, uh, another female. But we, you know, not a lot. It's a very high stress, high demanding, um, lots of travel. And for most people, I mean, you know, you got to be cut from a different cloth. I came from yeah. a family uh, of service. Every guy in my family uh, served. And when it was my time to step up, I, I was like, I'm picking, you know, did really well on the ASVAB and all the tests and had all the recruiters and I'm ready to pick. And my mom's like, absolutely not. Oh, really? And, oh yeah. She's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, come on mom. And so I did the next best thing was to go quasi military into, uh, the secret service. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, when you're when you are exposed to a life of service at whatever level it is whether it's in in the you know religious service or law enforcement or military uh, there's a piece of you that like i i want to explain it like as a sponge and your entire life you're just taking this in and seeing how what the impacts are on people and it just, it, I knew that's what I was meant to do. And, and being separated uh, was not easy at first. Uh, but now, you know, I learned how to really adapt and overcome a lot and transition to where I'm still using my service the best way that I know how based upon what uh, I experienced. I love that you're touching on the service component because now as a veteran, I've, I've been out for just over five years now. Uh, and I, I come in, across an increasingly more like number of people, uh, especially from like that Vietnam era who will, like will say, well, I, I, I didn't serve or I couldn't serve. Or I chose not to serve. I was protesting the war, um, but I'm doing my part now. And I'm like, you can absolutely serve out of uniform. Uh, and so I love that you really incorporated like service takes all of these different uniforms or cloths, you know, for, for people of the cloth, men and women that are, that are leading their congregations or mosques or synagogues, like whatever that is, there's a different way to serve all of these different communities. I I really love how you brought that in. Yeah. And you don't have to be an adult either. I'm a part of a wonderful organization called the Travis Mannion Foundation, our 501c3 headquartered out of Doylestown, PA. Travis was a Marine uh, officer who was uh, killed in Iraq in 2007. And so the, the foundation's uh, in his name. And we do most of our service work as mentors with the youth. Because how, how are we going to change uh, and really build character, which is what we're all about, and serve and pass that on. Well, we got to start with our young people, the younger generation. So you can be any age yeah. and, and serve. 
I love that. I love that. One of the things that I find unites um, veterans or when I, I have this in common with first responders, Secret Service, is that that concept of shared suffering. You, you had some sort of boot camp that you went through. What Was that Fletzy or what was that? That was Fletzy. Fletzy, yeah. Fletzy. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that shared suffering creates a bond. As we are facing COVID, like right now it's April of 2020 and we're facing this lockdown and we have an opportunity here for the world to unite through this suffering, to redefine all of these different titles that have been like, meant to describe us, but I think sometimes they're there to divide us, whether it's our nationality, it's our religion, it's our gender. How do you see being able to leverage the training that you have as a a veteran service, secret service agent and teaching like our civilian counterparts, like, hey, I've been through some suffering. If we take a look at this, we can come through this with excellence and and bring more of us through. Do you have any any thoughts like that? Does your your mind ever go that, that direction? I think every day uh, it's, you know, we are in a very unique uh, time frame, and whether you served in terms of wearing a uniform or in my case, secret service, you know, I'll call my uniform the dark suit and sunglasses and, or you didn't. The one thing that links us is our ability to adapt and you can either do that well or maybe you have to learn a couple of things. And that's really where my training and training like that, what you had that helps folks understand it's all about adapting. It's all about perspective. We're all going to get through this. Um, there's a, there's a small piece I'll say of nine uh, 11 in this, in that uh, communities are rallying and coming together, but we, we've got that divisiveness, you know, call it political divisiveness or uh, some people call it just selfishness with the hoarding of, of the toilet paper and this the toilet this paper looking, bandits, right? <laughs> TPs. Oh. And, and it's, it's looking out, you know, looking out for, for yourself and your own. Yeah. And have we become, that society where you you can see videos on any given day of people pushing people fighting people or do we can we can we grasp on to that it's when we're a community and we serve together that we win um that's a personal choice i i truly believe it is a personal choice it takes self-examination it takes a decision but what I can absolutely bring to that and help people understand is that stress component. Is that if you, if you are feeling very overwhelmed right now, it's most likely because you feel a lack of control. And, yeah. and everybody right now, to some degree, feels a lack of control uh, because we're not making the decisions on the, on the higher level that affect us, like going to our, rest, our favorite restaurant, uh, being able to even get into a grocery store, uh, which has started here in some areas of Texas. Yeah. Uh, so that has been taken away from us. But what I can give people back is the control over them, themselves. There's a, there's a great a legal term called locus of control. I give you that back to yourself so that you are able to make the decisions for you, 
for your family, for the community, but at a at, at kind of with a wide angle lens versus a very narrow end. You know, from firearms uh, training, you, you you never want to stand in that doorway, the fatal funnel. Oh yeah. So I take you out of that fatal funnel, that yep. me only that I have to take care of mine and I bring you out here. And it's really small tweaks that you just make with yourself, but it's absolutely a choice. Everybody right now gets to choose the way they wanna be, what kind of human being they wanna be in this time. It, it, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, mic drop. Uh, <laughs> as you look to your life, and, and you're emphasizing like this adaptability is what really is going to help us help us move through. As you look throughout your life, where is the place that you recognize, you know what, maybe I'm a little too rigid, maybe I'm dug in, maybe I have some beliefs about a certain thing and it's time to challenge that and, and to be more adaptable. What, is there any place in your oh life gosh. that that's shown up at? I mean, I, 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 I like to throw myself uh, into challenges every day. I believe that's, that's how we grow. Um, just the challenge of me getting on here with you with that stupid technical microphone. I, know. I, know. I mean, the tech challenges drive me crazy every day, but, but I'm much better at it than, than I was, uh, even a year ago. Um, I would say that the biggest thing that is challenging and, and really hits me in the heart every day is, and, and this is like totally open and going to a very vulnerable place here is that, can I really make a difference? What I went through, uh, you know, my story after 9-11, didn't know I had post-traumatic stress, found out eventually I had post-traumatic stress, suicide attempt. I mean, going, going to the depths of, you know, hell's doorstep, uh, not pulling that trigger, and having to learn an entire new system of how does Sam do life now? And that's the work that I've been heavily involved in in the past bunch of years. That's the work that you're involved in. Because it's not easy to look at yourself every day when you've got this, this, can, this, this, this other voice. Because not every day is a great day. We're, right. we're, it's, challenging, you know, can I do this? It, you know, I've, I've even gone into deep, deep examination where it's like, if I'm feeling stressed, like, oh my God, does that mean I'm a fraud? Well, heck no. Right, right. That, that's just, that's just this voice that needs, you know, <laughs> you know, that I need to, I need to go body slam and I have the tactics and the tools and the training, everything that I learned to be able to, to do that because that, that's what I call you know, our fraud, uh, our imposter voice um, that shows up. And it's generally when you're stressed out, if you haven't had enough sleep, and when you're really being challenged at a different level uh, to get stuff done. So uh, you know, I'm, I, I just feel so incredibly blessed to be able to have a skill set where, where I can tackle my, uh, my imposter voice. But the challenges exist. Uh, every day, whether they're coming from social media, a lot of people like to get me involved. They want to either pull me into a political conversation or, you know, a, a COVID deep dive situation. Yeah. I want to understand the science. I'm not, I don't want to be ignorant as, you know, nobody wants to be ignorant about what's going on, but 
uh, I, like you, am very particular in where I gather my information from. And social media is not one of those places. And, you know, TV is not one of those right. places. It's, it's really by finding the, the brilliant minds and the scientists that are taking time, busy time out of their schedules to be able to do a YouTube live or have yeah. a reporter interview them. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as you look in that introspection and you talk about that fraud, where's the place that you are holding back? Like what's showing up where you're not putting in your full effort? Uh, what's your greatest place to improve right now? Um, I, I would say it is definitely my course curriculum. I, I have had and been incredibly blessed as you have to have Brendan Burchard as a mentor. I mean, we've done multiple high performance academies. We know what needs to be done, right, my friend? Yep. And, and that's when that imposter voice that is challenging, can, can, can I really do this? And do I have enough bandwidth to do it? Uh, is it going to set off my post-traumatic stress? Like when I was deep into writing my book, you know, there was times where I could do 30 minutes and that was it for the day. Right. And then there was times where I could just crank. Um, the, the, my personal mission right now is to, again, give people the bandwidth and the ability to feel like they are in control so that they can feel a sense of freedom, especially now amongst this COVID thing. And so people aren't hoarding toilet paper. So people aren't punching people in the grocery store. You know, right. people aren't making snide remarks across social media. People aren't, you know, trying to blow it off and really be ignorant about it. Right. Uh, so I, I'd say, you know, on any given day, there, there's my challenge. Am I doing it right? Am I doing enough? How about that one? <laughs> right? Okay. When that, come on, when that voice like comes yeah. up at you, right? Am I doing enough? Like, did I do enough today? Right. Yeah. Right. What do you do when the voice comes up? That imposter voice, that fraud voice. Uh, you talked about body slamming it. If somebody's listening right now and they're like, Sam, that's me. I have that voice. I have that question of if I'm enough. I'm the only woman, the only female in this executive suite, in this C-suite, on this forklift crew. Uh, talk to that person that has that voice of fraud. Talk to that woman that is one of one on her team. Uh, what do you do when that fraud comes into your, comes into your brain? Yeah, you've really got, this is where the resilience piece of, of learning how to operate at a much higher level than your imposter voice. And first of all, for anybody that's going through this, I'm, I'm right there with you. I totally get it. I understand wholeheartedly. In the beginning, it's not going to be easy. It's going to stop you. You find yourself trying to do stuff, trying to better yourself, trying to make change. Your imposter voice shows up and it stops you dead in your tracks. And this is a cycle we can rinse and repeat and we can go keep going with it. Or you can, you know, put your foot in the stand, put your hands up and understand that you are bigger 
than that voice. And it comes down to uh, it, it, part of my stress education um, that is born out of fear. So we have most likely been exposed to something or someone, and this, this, it's born in psychology that goes way, way back uh, into our youth. And it's a pattern that's reinforced throughout the years. So, you know, say five, and now you're in your twenties or thirties and this, that, that's your imposter voice. You're a fraud. You're not enough. Am I doing enough? It is all, if you strip out the layers like an onion, it all stems from something uh, that goes way back uh, in your childhood. And if you can recognize it, great. If you just want to stay with that imposter voice, the number one way is to tap into what is scaring the daylights out of you. That fear, I like to say with fear, you got two choices, face everything and uh, forget everything and run or face yep. everything and rise. Yeah. And when you can face everything and rise, you are building on that courage muscle. Uh, that courage muscle is just like a muscle in the gym. You got to build it. And belief is a huge component of that. And you have to believe that your voice, the voice that fights. So think of the, we got the imposter and your truth. You have to know in your heart that this truth always trumps the imposter. And, and it was a lesson for me. It took the longest to learn, but once I learned it, like I said, now I can body slam the imposter voice. It doesn't mean it doesn't show up. I just now can respond to it very quickly compared to before where it'd be days uh, before I would, would get a hold of this. So I would say, listen to what it's saying. You have to understand it. You have to dig deep and understand where it came from. You know, was it, and it's ugly. That process is ugly. Was it a parent? Was it a teacher? Was it a babysitter? Was it a drill sergeant? <laughs> was it an instructor? You know, where? And as soon as you can grab onto it, and people ask me, well, what if I can't? What if, what if I go back and I just cannot find it? It's no harm in going to talk to somebody to help you work that out. And it don't mean somebody that's going to, you know, talk to you about Freudian concepts. I mean, somebody that is really trained in looking back and reexamining a life so that you can live the life you are of greatness of what you're supposed to be doing instead of allowing this imposter voice to rule you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as I look at my journey, it, it is in facing that fear and recognizing that fear is that choice. The fear, I, I, I see it as like, I don't own that thought and it scared me, but I don't have to be scared after it. I am aware that it scared me. Does that, does that yes. make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. It's one of those things. <laughs> because ever... it's the awareness. Right. It's the awareness piece that people don't uh, appreciate or don't pay attention to. Um, it, it's awareness and then taking action on it. Like we, like a lot of people, you and I have been through some tough stuff. And how did we get through the adversity and the tough stuff? Well, we did something. We took action in the adversity and most people, you know, gloss over it. And so they see you and they see me and they're hearing this conversation 
having a little sliver, an inkling of some of the stuff that helped, you know, that we did to dig ourselves out of holes, yeah. you know, that were really, really deep and, and painful. So they're just getting an inkling here. But let me tell you, it is messy. It is ugly, but it saved our lives. It, it, it's messy and it's worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, so, so much more I want to yeah. ask you. Uh, <laughs> oh my and being gosh. accountable and being accountable, right? How do you hold yourself accountable? Like you have, you have a family. Mm-hmm. If there's someone that, they, that they're not in that place to share it with their family, or maybe they don't have the support uh, real quick, how do you hold yourself accountable in facing that fear so you can rise? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I encourage, especially everyone right now, uh, to have some sort of, I'll call it a lifeline for lack of a better term. We have got uh, the this, this suicide calls for suicide on the hotline are skyrocketing. People are self uh, quarantining or isolating as we've been asked to do. However, for some people, it creates a space of utter loneliness, which can turn into depression. And if you're going through any of this, reach out your, your problems and what you're dealing with are not small. You've got to have a team of people around you. And whether that's a team of one, whether that a team has two legs or four and has fur, you know, whatever that team is, you've got to have that outlet. Um, and, and I absolutely, if anybody is having a really, really difficult time, um, please, reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. There are incredible resources uh, for first responders right now because, I, I mean, this is like from 9-11, I've been going through my brain, what is this, round four with some something affecting the nation? Right, um, right. So you, you've got to create a, an accountability for yourself in that you're not going to fall back into that depression. So if you, if you say, if you wake up in the morning to say, no matter what, I am not going to allow this to get me depressed. I'm not going to be, uh, allow me being on my own, me being self-quarantined, me being, uh, isolating and being responsible by the way, uh, you know, by staying inside and, and, um, only going out when you need to. But being accountable to yourself isn't, doesn't just mean that you have conversations with yourself and that doesn't mean you've got all the resources either to help. Because this is, this is a, like I said, this is a new thing that we are going through. And the ability to adapt and overcome means you've got to pull in resources, whatever they look like. I have folks that do wind therapy. Do you know what wind therapy is? No. They get on their Harleys, oh, <laughs> they get on their motorcycles. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And they're going for daily uh, rides. They're not stopping off anywhere, so they're not you know, exposing any, anybody yeah. to, to anything. And that's what they do. And for them, that's their getting in touch. So they don't, they don't necessarily need another outside source to talk to. It's just like runners. You know, if they've got a problem, they want to figure something out, they go for a run. Um, but if, but if you are, if you are the kind of person that you, you, you know, 
that you can fall into a depression because you've cut off those lines of communication. Reach out, reach out for sure. I love that message because part of our mission in having post-traumatic stress is to change the conversation about mental health is to have the conversation about mental health. So wrapping things up here, you've got some resources that actually help people work with stress. Why don't you tell us about that real quick? Yeah, this is a labor of love. I have been uh, working on this for a while and I decided to give it away free. Um, people I think will really relate to this training and it's really about the ability to cultivate the courage that is within you to say no to the stress, to say no to the distractions. And, uh, they can go onto my website, samanthahorwitz.com. And, uh, it's under, there's up on the menu, it says free training, and I'm going to train you for an hour. These are strategies that I learned what I call off the couch during my post-traumatic stress journey. And I'm going to give those to you uh, free. And along with that, if you wanna go further, there's an ability uh, to do an even deeper dive uh, connected with that. So log on to the website, uh, click on free training, uh, it'll pop up, give me your name, your email, I'll send it right to you. And for you know the next 58 minutes or so, you're just talking, talking with me. I'm sharing my, my entire pretty much 9-11 story with you yeah. and uh, those strategies. And this is so huge because of what we talked about, that you can change your training. You changed your training to where you rose to being uh, a security detail for some of the most influential, powerful people in the world. And then you use that skill of training again to reprogram yourself, to change that training so you could work with your post-traumatic stress. And then you pushed yourself again to go through the different technology, gremlin wizardry, and all of that stuff to be able to provide that training. So folks, if you are interested in that training, we'll have that in the show notes below. Uh, And you love to hang out on Facebook, correct? So where where can people uh, connect with you on Facebook? Yeah, so that you can go to go into Facebook and it's at the Sam Horwitz. Um, that is uh, not my friend page. They call it my business page. You can follow me every single Monday. I am with you live at 1230. We are discussing stress and strategies to get through it. Uh, the cool part is I'm taking questions that people submitted to me. So this is like real life stuff going on we're, uh, that we're discussing. That's every Monday, uh, 1230 Central. I go live from that page. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be branching out into YouTube live too. It's oh. a it's a never it's a never ending tech learning. You know, I, I I just I get here and I push it out even more. I, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. No, no, keep going, keep going. There's so many more people to serve. I love it. Uh, final few questions here for you. If if you woke up tomorrow and and you got the memo, you got the email, you got the text message, you got a carrier pigeon that came in and said, Sam. You've got today and that's it. What would you do? That's a, that's a, that's a deep question. I, I, I would say, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time with my career away, uh, from my loved ones. Um, my PTS journey, uh, getting well, I, again, it's me and the therapist. So it took me away, uh, from those that I love and, uh, 
since it would be in the midst of the COVID-19, man, I'd probably have one of the biggest Zoom conferences <laughs> that, uh, that I could have and just express my uh, the deepest heartfelt gratitude for every single one of those people that, that helped me make me. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I know you're up for a challenge, so I want to challenge you. Don't wait for that memo. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to look forward to an invite for that Zoom party. Let's, like, <laughs> let's get that done soon. Let's do it. Uh, and I want to acknowledge you, Sam. Like, you have been such an amazing influence in my life. You are such a strong woman. You are a leader. You've pushed, yourselves to, you, you've pushed yourself to be so in service that you've been able to serve at some of the highest levels. Like, you were willing to take a bullet for somebody else. And, and now you've continued that service and letting people know like, hey, I was getting ready to not only like take a bullet for somebody, but then I was getting ready to put a bullet in my own head. And mm -hmm. I have some training that can be in service to you. And thank you so much. I, uh, I absolutely love you. And I just, I am so excited to see where things are going to go as we continue to grow and as we're able to serve more people. Thank you for everything that you do. Well, I, it's right back at you, Paul. I, I can't tell you how much this platform uh, means to me, us having the chance to really get uh, the messages out there and that, to remind people that they do matter. Um, and, you know, we're not separated by that much. You know, that six degrees of separation is absolutely true. Yeah. The work that you do blesses so many people. Um, I, I just hope people keep coming back because, uh, again, we, we rise to the level of our training or we shrink back to the level of our training. And the yeah. more that uh, we can get out there and offer people and your platform is phenomenal, um, ah, the better humanity will be. So thank you very much. Oh, thanks so much for that. Final question for you as we're wrapping things up, Sam. What is your definition of take command? Wow, my definition of take command, it really is all about living your purpose, living your passion, what drives you to get up every day um, and make that difference. I, I talked before about having that heart of service that, that hasn't gone away. I don't see it ever going away. And that allows me to take command of every aspect of my life uh, to continue to serve the, the best I know how. There it is, Sam Horowitz. Thank you so much. We're going we're gonna to do this again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. Wow. Sam is one of those people that I can speak to for hours and just be scratching the surface. And I also can go months or even years without speaking with her and then just pick up right where we left off. I'm sure that you have a friend in your life that you, you have just like that. Uh, send this episode over to them paulgowan.com slash 005. Be that hero. Be that champion. Share this podcast with them to help them out. Let them know what you enjoyed and then start that conversation. Ask them what stood out to them. Have that conversation and work to hold each other accountable. Share it over on Instagram stories. Tag me at paul.gowan and make sure to take Sam as well as I'm sure she would love seeing that this podcast is going to help extend her mission and her message as well. I'm so grateful for being able to connect with these people. So do me that favor. Give me the feedback. One star, five star. You did great. 
This is where I want you to improve, Paul. Give me that feedback. And also please know that my mission is to take that information and continually grow myself so I can grow my network, so I can bring more people here onto the Take Command uh, Conversations podcast and bring the brightest, the smartest, the most experienced people from all walks of life to be in service for you. You will have the knowledge. Knowledge is not enough. So now you're going to ask yourself, what will I do to put this into action? And if you're a person who might be stuck or wanting to grow faster than what you currently are, then head over to paulgowan.com apply and fill out a client application form. My team and I are currently reviewing applications and we're going to be inviting some people to come work with me one-on-one. I limit this to a handful of people each year because I want to make sure that I am in service to you. Remember what Jack Canfield said at the beginning of this episode, when your dreams include service to others, accomplishing something that contributes to others, it also accelerates the accomplishment of that goal. People want to be part of something that contributes and makes a difference. You make a difference, my friend. I care for you so much. I value that you are here as part of this community. I love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And you know what time it is. It's time to get back out there, take command, and live the life of your dreams.